Iruvin daf nun bet. The last thing we're discussing was the Iruv that a poor person or the person traveling on the way can do with his feet. That Rabbi Meir said, Odafka and Ani could do it, and Anashir. And Rabbi Uda said, an Ani or an Ashir could do uh, the Iruv. And there was a machloket between Rav Nachman and Rav Hastag. What exactly was the machloket, Rabbi Uda and Rabbi Meir? That according to Rav Nachman, the machloket was. Can the rich person say that his iruv uh, with his feet is right over here where he is right now? Or does he need bread? That according to Rabbi Meir, the rich person can't do such an iruv from his actual spot. He needs bread in his actual spot. And according to Rabbi Uda, um, he could even do it with his feet. But to do it in a, in, in a further place, Dafka the Ani could do it and not the Ashir. Rav Hazdar, a different uh, shita and the machloket that we're talking about doing it in, in a further place. That according to Rabbi Meir, only the Ani could do such a thing, not the Ashir. And according to Rabbi Uda, uh, both the Ani and the Ashir could do it. But right over here, to do it over here, where Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Uda, they both agreed that a rich person and a poor person and a poor person can do it. Why? Because the main way to do Ayruv is with their feet. And the Gemara ended up proving that it was according to Rav Nachman. And we said that Halachazak Rabbi Yehuda according to the Shita of Rav Nachman. With that, we're starting on the last line of Nun Aleph Amud Bet, with about the fifth word, where it says Rabbah Bar Rav Hanan Havara Gil Daate Me'artivna Lepum Padita. Rabbah Bar Rav Hanan used to come every Shabbat from the city of Artivna to Pumpadita, and there was four thousand Amot in between them. And he would say every week, Amar Tehesh Vitati Betzinta. My Iruv should be where that palm tree is, uh, meaning he gave an exact spot and it was right in between both cities. And he would say it from his house without get, getting up. Amale Abaye. So Abaye asked him, My Datech, why would you do such a thing? Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Uda, Halacha, Rabbi Uda. Halacha, Rabbi Uda, you can't do that. Be'amar of Hasda, Machloket, Bimkomploni, and of Hasda, Sadafka, in that place. That Rabbi Uda said that a person sitting at home could say, My Shvita is in that place. And you're following Rav Hasda, but we have Rav Nachman, but we have Rav Nachman who holds the opposite, that a person who's at home cannot uh, do that. V'tanya kavaten, we have a bright like him. Amalis, Rabbi Rav Hanan said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I made a mistake, I'm sorry, I go back on what I said. Amar hare amru, we said, Shabbat yeshlo arba amot. A person did his Ayruv in a certain spot. He has his four Amot plus the 2,000 he could go anywhere he wants. So he really has 2,004 Amot. Now the question is, A person put his Ayruv, he put his piece of bread in a certain spot. Does he have 2,004 or just 2,000 flat? It says in our we only said you could do this Ayruv with bread so you could be lenient for the Ashir that he doesn't have to get up off his feet and do it. He could send it with someone. And if you're telling me he doesn't have those extra four Amot, it's not to be Mekiel. You're Mahmir on him. You're being strict. He's losing an extra four Amot. The Gemara says no, but there's still leniency. Right? Even though he's losing four amot, this rich man doesn't have to go on a, on a hike now for 2,000 amot to go do the iruv at his feet. So there's still a leniency. Now, our next Mishnah we uh, quoted yesterday 
מי שיצא ללך בעיר שמערבין בה, a person went to go do an עירוב with the next city, וחזירו חברו, and his friend told him, come back over here, it's cold, it's getting late, whatever the case may be, told him to come back. הוא מותר ללך, he's allowed to go to the next city on Shabbat, וכל בני העיר, and all the people in his city, even they're not allowed to go to the next city, they're very ביהודה. According to Rabbi Yehuda, he's considered a poor person, he's allowed, and he's allowed to say, my shvita is over there. However, all the people in his city who were at home, they can't do that type of shvita. Rabbi Meir Omer, anyone who could do na'iruv with the bread, and he didn't do it, and he said, rather, he, uh, I'm going to do na'iruv uh, with my feet, or I'm planning to do na'iruv in that spot. He is a donkey uh, leader and he's a camel uh, leader. He can't go backwards 2,000 amot and he can't go from that point forward 2,000 amot. He's allowed to only go from where he is to where that Iruv is and that's it. Remember we said the donkey goes ahead, the, the camel goes behind. He's sort of stuck in the middle and that's his uh, stuck in the middle. Uh, she explains Rabbi Meir Svara that when he said uh, 2,000 amot over there, he separated himself or he pushed himself away from what is behind him and whatever is beyond that spot. And on the Adafn Aleph Amud Bet, Rashi over there asked the question, according to this, why, why according to Rabbi Meir, is the man allowed to leave his house Bichlal? And there's a Mahashal, Mahashar, Ashba, that explain this whole sugya, very interesting. And the Gemara now asks, Why is he allowed to go to the next city? And why are the people who are in the city not allowed to go to the next city? What are we dealing with? This poor person, he has two houses, one on each side, one in each city. And between each two cities is a Tchum Shabbat, meaning there's 4,000, 2,000, and 2,000. He walked out, he already started his whole process, he's an Ani, and he could do that uh, sort of Ayruv. But the people in the city who are sitting at home, they're considered Ashirin, they're considered Ashirim, and they can't do that type of Ayruv. And we have a Braita that also explains that our Mishnah is dealing with the guy with two houses. Why? It says, A person has two houses, two Shabbat in between, 4,000 Amor, 2,000, 2,000. Once you start walking out, he can be even if his friend fell in Ayyub Shabbat, it's getting dark, it's getting cold, don't leave, it's going to rain, something. His Ayyub can work since he picked up himself and walked out. And the next day, he could actually go to the next city, to his other house, 4,000 Amot away. Now, the Gemara explains, Amar Lomar Kule Alma Loplige. If a person said, Shema Shvita is in that place, everyone agrees. Whether it's Rabbi Yehuda or his son Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Yehuda, everyone agrees that Sarich, then you need to be out of your house. Keep The question is, how far do you have to be into your walk outside your house? That according to Rabbi Yehuda, the father, you need to at least start walking. You need to be somewhat on the on the path. According to Rabbi Yossi, you walked out of your house. That's good enough. 
ורב יוסף אמר להחזיק תוכלו על מה לא פליגד צריך נו. To actually be in the way and moving uh, pretty much out of your house, everyone agrees that you have to keep ligay. Lomar, the machloket is when it comes to saying that according to Rabbi Yehuda, you have to say my shvita is in that place. According to Rabbi Yossi, his son, even if you didn't say just the fact that you walked, uh, that pretty much proves the point that you want your shvita in that place. Meaning, obviously, I want to walk to the next city the next day, and that's good enough. Now Rashi brings two explanations of uh, the sugya, the mechloket between Rabbah and Rav Yosef. In Rashi's first lashon, first explanation, he says that according to Rabbah, his friend has to give him a reason to come back. It's hot, it's cold, it's getting dark. And that has to be the reason he turned around to come back. Meaning, I really want to go, but I was, my friend dragged me back. And according to Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda, he, uh, he was mekil, and he said... That you don't have to be out, uh, already started to walk, and your friend bring you back in. Even if you just, uh, even if you're, you're 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 thinking about going, and your friend told you uh, told you don't leave. Uh, it's uh, it's getting dark. It's going to be cold. It's going to rain. That's good enough for you to be able to walk four thousand amot tomorrow. Now, Rabbi Yosef holds that Rabbi Yehuda doesn't need you to say it's hot, cold, whatever it is. And Rabbi Yosei Rabbi is not the Mekil, he's the Mahmir, and he's the one who says you have to give a reason why you're bringing him back. And Tosafot happens to take this uh, Shita. Now Rashi's second Lashon, that what Rabbah was trying to say that according to everyone, you have to say, I want my Iruf to be at that spot. There my Shvita is going to be at that spot. You have to say those words. And Rabbi Yosef says, that Rabbi Yossi is coming to be lenient and says even if you didn't uh, specify the spot, you didn't say where you want your shvita, uh, your konet. Now, this, these two explanations of Rashi have the Rishonim in, in this entire, uh, this, uh, this daf and like the daf before on the Nun Aleph, the, he, he has them bewildered and they keep on going back and forth between both Perushim, the Ritba, the Rashba, the Chazonish, um, it goes into it also. I don't want to complicate things. You should just know that there's two perushim of what just happened here between Rabbah and Rav Yosef. So now the Gemara tries to understand. Kemana uh, Ula said something. Who does it go like? He said, His friend brought him back. You're back and you're also muhzak. And that means you're also uh, you're in the way. So which one? Now the Gemara asks, Imuhzar. If you're on, if you're already back, that means you're not in the way, and if you're on the way, that means you're not, uh, you're not back. So pick one. Stigma explains. This is what Ula meant. Even though he's already back home, he's considered muhzak. It's as if he's in the middle of the way. And the Gemara explains. Who does Ula hold like? That you bought your shavita and you don't have to say where uh, that where you bought your shavita. And we said Kerav Yosef It goes according to Rav Yosef, according to, uh, to according to the Rabbi Yosef Yehuda, that if a person just walked out on the way and his friend brought him back, he's koneh uh, shavita, even if it's uh, if he didn't specify where he wants the shavita to be. Yes, I'm following the second perush and, uh, yeah, uh, the second perush of Rashi, but uh, again, we don't want to be confused, there's two ways. So now, Rav Yehuda bar Ishtata, Aitele Kalkala de Pere, Le Rav Natan bar Shaya. 
Rav Yehuda Barishtata, he brought a basket full of fruits to Rav Natan Boshaya on Erev Shabbat. Kiavazil, Rav Yehuda wanted to leave, uh, he wanted, which went, he wanted to go back home, 4,000 amot away. Shavkeh, Rav Natan made him wait Aden Achitraga. Once he took a step, he went down one step off the porch. Amale, Bitach, I want you to sleep here. Lemahar, Kadim, Vazil. And the next day, Rav Yehuda walked 4,000 amot and he came home. So now Ligmar asks, Keman, Rav Natan and Rav Yehuda, who they hold like? Ke Rav Yosef, Elibad Rabbi Yosef Bar Yehuda. They obviously hold like Rav Yosef, according to Rabbi Yosef Bar Yehuda, that even if he didn't specify where his Shavita, it's enough that you know, he started walking and that was it. Ligmar says, Lo, not necessarily. Maybe Ke Rabbav Elibad Rabbi Yehuda. Could be, Rav Yehuda did say my Eruv uh, is in a certain place, and he holds like Rabbah, according to Rabbi Yehuda, that you have to not only walk, but you also have to say where you're going to be. Now, the, the, the Gemara goes back to the Mishnah, Rabbi Meir Omer, anyone who could do an Eruv with bread, and he didn't do it, he's like a Hamar Gamal, that means you only have from where your spot is to where the Eruv is, 2,000 Amot, you can't go backwards, and you can't go further than that, you can go right or left, that's all you could go. Now we already learned uh, that whenever you did and the case was you put in a place where you can't pick it up you're Hamar Gamal it's a Gemara on Daflamid Hay where your Ayruv rolled out of the Tchum and we're not sure if it happened before or after if it was before then it's no good if it happened after Hashikha then it is a Ayruv and Safek if I'm not sure when it happened you can't go anywhere you can only go from where you are to uh, to where the Ayruv uh, uh, is so if we already said by a safek Ayruv is a Hamar Gamal, why do you have to come and teach me again in this Mishnah? Amar Rav Sheshat, no, we need the Rabbi Meir again, why? Lo tema ta'ma de Rabbi Meir, safek Ayruv, safek lo Ayruv, huda v'hamar Gamal. You shouldn't say that only in the case where we're not sure, did you do the Ayruv, didn't you not do Ayruv, that's where Rabbi Meir says, your uh, Hamar Gamal. But if it's like our Mishnah, where for sure you didn't do an Ayruv, maybe maybe you're not even a Hamar Gamal, you can't go even to, to, to 2,000 Amot to where you put the Ayruv. Rather, you have to come and tell me that even when you for sure didn't do an Ayruv, Rabbi Meir holds even in our case where you didn't use bread, you used your legs, Rabbi Meir says you're Hamar Gamal. Why Because the same thing over here, you didn't uh, you didn't uh, use your, your bread, and therefore and he calls him the Kaave Hamar Gamal. And the Nafkamina would be is let's say your Ayruv got ruined or it fell out of the tomb while still day, Friday afternoon. Rabbi Meir would hold your Hamar Gamal because the theory is that once you put your Ayruv in a certain place, even though I can't you I can't use it anymore. I, uh, I disregarded the area behind me, so I'm not going to walk there, I'm not going to walk the area to my right, left. I now, uh, I sort of said everything else is Asur except uh, from here to there. That's Rabbi Meir's thinking. And again, Tosfot and the Ritba have trouble putting this suya together based on Rashi's second explanation, Ayan Sham. Okay. Mi a person who walked out of the tomb on purpose, not for mitzvah, he just took a walk and uh, he didn't care about crossing the line. 
Afilo ama hat Even if he passed one ama, can't go back in. And uh, yeah, usually you have four amot, but that's uh, four amot when it was an accident, when it was uh, for a mitzvah purpose. But here, dinner purpose, you can't come back in. If it's two amot, you can come back in. Three amot, you can't come back in. And of course, Rashi reminds us because. Uh, you got four amot each way. Four amot uh, extended from you is already in your home. So therefore, two amot plus the two amot, they mix. And therefore, you're allowed to walk into your home. Three is already too far. It doesn't mix. And therefore, you can't go. Now, the Gemara starts, Amar Bihanina, a person walks out of the home. He has one foot in the home, one foot out of the home. He can't walk into the home. It's not, it doesn't say, meaning even if one foot is out, you can't go back in. Now the Gemara has a problem. We have a brighter. It says if you have one in, one out, uh, you could go in. Hamani, who's this brighter according to? Aharim. He goes according to Aharim. The Tanya. Aharim Omrim lemakom sherubo nizkar. A person who, st- who stuck one foot out, he goes. We go by where most of his body is. So if most of his body is in the home still, we're going to say that as if he never left and he could come back in. Some say, no. You couldn't come back in. That means plural, a lot of uh, feet. That means your two feet have to walk out in order for you not to come back in. But we have a bright that says don't come back you not come back in. So my answer is who the Amarka Harim holds like a harim tanya the makom shirubo in his car wherever most of his body is, uh, he can come back in. If most of his body is in at home, he can come back. If most of his body outside home, he can he, he can't come back in. Now we learned in the Mishnah, Rabbi Ezra Omer, Shtayim Ikanes, Shalosh Lo Ikanes. It depends. You walked out two Amot, you can come back in. Three, you can't. Now the Gemara says, Vatanya Rabbi Ezra Omer, Ahat Ikanes, Shtayim Lo Ikanes. If you walked out an Ama, you can come back in. Two, you can't. The Gemara answers, Lakashya, not a problem. Had Akar Hada Vikamatarte. Our Mishnah that says two, you could go in is when you left the first and you're in the second, you're allowed to come back in. Our Mishnah says that two you don't come back in is when you left the second and you're ready in the third. Now, the Gemara asks, Even one Amma you can't come back in? The Gemara explains, We're talking about the person who's measuring. The person who's measuring uh, 2,000 Amot and uh, he says, Okay, uh, I'm doing my Shivita over here. Um, or 2,000 amot to wherever I go, and if it ends uh, one amma from the city, you can't go back in. A person who's measuring, you give him 2,000 amma, even if it ends in a, uh, in a cave, he can't continue. He can't continue walking into the cave. He stops wherever he is. Now the next Mishnah, a person who's walking, it's already getting dark, and he's outside the home of the city, even one ama, he cannot walk into the city, meaning 
he cannot walk the entire city. I mean, obviously, he could. Uh, he's uh, right before Shkia, he's like one amma out of the city. Of course, he could walk in the city. It's part of his 2,000 amot, but he can't walk uh, throughout the city. He could only walk 2,000 amot into the city. That's the way the, the Rambam explains the Mishnah. Rabbi Avonai Baratinur explains that he only has four amot uh, he sh- because he never said he wants to do a Shevita. Now, Rabbi Shimon Omer, Afilu Hamesh Esre Amot Ikanes. Even if he's 15 amot outside of the home, he can go in because it's part of the city. Why? The people who measure the city limits, they never, they, they're never exact. They're always mahmir and uh, end the 2000 amot a little bit early. Why? Because they want to make sure people are careful not to pass the line. So if someone did pass the line, he can still come back in. This way, they, like, they sort of scare him not, uh, not to go past this line. Now the Gemara says, Tana mida. Who are these people who make mistakes? The people who are walking, they're not paying attention, and they see, and they just walk, and all of a sudden they realize, oh, I crossed the border. Can I come back in? And the answer is yes, because we're always machmir on you. That's one way that she explains it. She explains another way that uh, the people measuring, they themselves are making mistakes when uh, they are uh, when they're measuring, and he has a whole pshat in it. Um, we'll stop right here. Hadran Allah Mishel Tzi'uhu. And Zerushin tomorrow will start the fifth Berak. Baruch Hashem Le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.